What's up, guys? Today is Wednesday, August 17th, and the boys are back in studio. We did miss, we did miss last week. I'm a little rusty. We did miss last week. We were all on PTO, but we're back. Uh, just missing Eli. He is still on PTO. He has a lot of crew for the year, so, you know, you guys know you got to... Uh, you got to burn it or else you lose it. Um, so uh, Eli's still out, but of course we got Ralph in his chair. What's going on? So um, the bender has concluded, boys. Episode 51. Wow. We are up there in episodes. We were all in a bender pretty much all weekend, and it's done uh, this this past Monday. So this past Monday was rough for me personally. Extremely. But I'm sure it was rough for a lot of you out there, Extremely too, rough. including mm-hmm. the people in this room. Uh, so we're gonna start with a uh, nice freakout sesh. My my Monday was rougher <laughs> than the time I took my cousin to see the first ever ALDS matchup between the Red Sox and the Yankees at home in the Bronx. Um, and he got a ball. We got to go through Monument Park, and then Luis Severino forgot the start time, and they were down seven nothing by the third. So that's pretty much how my Monday went. Sunday was great. Sunday was great. Had a great day. Sunday, love and life. Um, the thing is I got the Sunday scaries because I knew Monday was going to be bad because like, you know, corporate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, when work, like there's nothing worse than when work gets left on the table on a Friday and you know, it's like first thing Monday, I have to like scramble, like I'm Rory in a bunker to freaking get all this shit together to get this deal in the hole. And you know, you're running, you, you're just struggling because you have every, like you're, I'm new. Okay. I'm new, new here, new at my new job. I'm on like day, like 97. So still pretty fresh. No manager, like day 38, no manager. I'll put it this way. Ralph's Jared my got manager. the job 17 days and when he started getting the, like when he got in and started getting situated, our manager left, got another job opportunity. Since then the shoes haven't been filled and we've been operating without a manager and I've kind of like stepped up to the plate to help Jared because for a multitude of reasons, but there's zero guidance on what's going on and like nobody gives a fuck. So it's just, it's How does that even happen? I don't know. Dude, I don't, I don't know. Corporate I, world. I, Cause I think they're going to dissolve our team. I've been saying it for yeah. weeks now that they're going to force us out. And I, I mean, that's just my own, again, that's they call crazy. it a conspiracy, but I think they're just trying to force us out where people aren't going to work. They're not going to have deals submitted, things like that. And they're going to go, you know what? We have to let you guys go because it's a performance thing. It's not a letting us go. Therefore, no one could collect unemployment. That's my conspiracy behind it. Nice. You're hearing it on the pod. So if it comes nice. true. Every single inkling that I have hey. has some sort of backing oh, towards it. Yeah, a, nice, uh, a nice little tip for you guys out there. Never quit. Get fired. Yeah. There you get go. Fired. I'll be happy. You quit. Get you fired. can't collect unemployment. Yeah, I'll there happily you get go. fired. Get I hate nice... to say it like that because I don't like the idea of unemployment for the time being. But like, if you get a nice severance and collect what you can collect. But if if you're in a case like this where essentially your upper management doesn't care about you and your team, fuck that. Don't leave. Get fired. I feel bad for, I just, I do. I genuinely, I say it to Jared probably every morning, afternoon and evening when we, cause now I I tell him to CC me in all the emails that he sent because like the art quote unquote interim manager is nowhere to be found. He likes to answer emails (laughs) from any time between eight to nine 30 and then from four 30 to five when it's the end of the day. So submitting deals for Jared because this is a time where he can capitalize and make the most money because he's technically on ramp up. Like this is when he gets to make the most 
that he can, so, right? So what's going on though? Like, what's you tell me? You probably have a better idea situ- of what's going what's on than the situation. What I, I mean, I'm not in here, Jared. What's well, happening? So situation is like you go through your corporate trainings. Like, hey, don't poke your coworker in the butthole. Like, don't call anyone <laughs> fat. Like, don't come to work high or drunk. Which is like, why are we doing this? I work at home. Um, anyhow, <laughs> I'm high and drunk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't learn off the record. You, they don't teach like any of the back end processes in terms of like submission of paperwork, like how to access particular files and reports, things that you might need. What is like the capabilities of teams that implement things, and and what do I have to do? And basically, I had a deal. This guy's like on the fence. He's worried about stuff. I ask some people in implementation, I'm like, Hey, like I'm new preface it right away. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is like my first deal I've submitted without, um, like a partner where I like, I'm referring something that they do all the work on. Um, and I need some guidance. Can we get an early extraction, pull this pe- person's information from business A, put it into business B? No, we're not going to do it. And I was like, okay. So pretty much begged these people for two days last week on Wednesday, Thursday, and then like 345 on Friday, they're, they want to start and be like, oh, yeah, you know, here comes the shit on the fan. And it's so funny because Ralph literally predicted every single step of this absolute atrocity of a process. Um, and then like client wasn't ready to go on today, which was like agreed upon date. And like, we just couldn't figure out like how to get things through. Apparently like information is going to the wrong people. And we have like four different teams telling us what to do because we don't have a manager. Right. (laughs) And then the guy that's like our interim manager, I scheduled a meeting with him on Monday to like have a conversation. And I felt dumber when I left than when I started. Like my questions weren't answered in the, I was like, you need to do this and you need to do that. And why are you calling these people? And it's like, dude, this, that's irrelevant to the situation. Like I'm trying to get a solution because I'm thinking about the client. Like, don't tell me to schedule meetings with a partner to do stuff. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like I came over Mm -hmm. same industry coming, coming from the same industry. I know how to have these conversations and do these things. Like I worked through the whole pandemic and I was successful but like, what, am I just gonna shit on him and say that? So I'm just like kind of texting Ralph. I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. Like, get me out. He's not helping. Like, he he's just giving me the 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 typical corporate reach around and um, mm, reach around. Basically, moral of the story. But not the good kind of reach. Yeah, around no, either. it wasn't. No, no it not wasn't someone it. you enjoy. So were they in the front? That kind of reach yeah. around. No, no. <laughs> this is the worst. Um, and yeah, so that's like been my experience so far. Uh, being told 900 different things, and the best is like. The first thing he sent was um, a couple of like PDF documents I'd already read through and the PDFs were saying the exact opposite of all the guidance that we are getting. So I'm like, yeah, I'm following the instructions on here, but you guys are saying we can't do this. But right here in the thing you sent me, it says this is what we should do. So that that's where we're at. So if we get if we get fired, you know, it's, it's fine. So what do you do, Jared? Um, uh, I'm in the HCM space. Human capital managing no, like, space. What do you do at this job? Sales. Sales. But what do you actually do? Um, probably solve internal problems for other departments. Yeah, right? Try to figure things out. Beg people to help. Like beg people to make a good client experience. And client wasn't ready to go today. So, you know, that was nice. Because that's what I have to piggyback off that because that was the most frustrating part of the whole thing. Like a week and a half ago when he first started the deal, he was like, dude, I need your help. I was like, that's fine. We're going to do all of this now to prevent this from happening. And while we started doing it, I said, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. 
we're going to start this. We're going to get denied this because it's not going to be according to the policy, whatever it is. Then we're going to go through this. They're going to say this. They're going to do. Correct me if I'm wrong. So we asked for a, a, spe a specific type of extraction because we're on a weekly sort of cycle. That was denied. Okay. Because they... Oh, our team will have adequate time. Meanwhile, we're sitting here saying like, no, they're not going to have adequate time. I've dealt with this before. It's like, whatever. So that was number one. I said, okay, here we go. Mind you, Friday, I'm like on PTO because I'm going to a wedding. And like, he's texting me and I'm, I, we're getting ready. We're like literally rolling up to the ceremony. And I'm sitting here like emailing people like, guys, figure this shit out because I'm not even supposed to be working today. Like, it was just like that frustrating. So fast forward to Monday, this whole situation gets broken down. Every single fear that we highlighted the week prior, like with leadership, like, hey, we're doing this now so we don't run into this. Then that leadership came down and said, don't worry about it. Like, we got you taken care of. Literally Monday and yesterday was like, we don't actually have you. And everything <laughs> that you worked for to get this done it's today, we actually need to. And we woke up this morning to that one email saying, Unfortunately, we did everything we could do to prevent this from happening. It was it took everything in my power to go, no, you didn't, because here is where it began. Yeah, we have receipts. Like it's, we have it, it, like we literally got, like it's just like here's the, the process for it. So I just feel bad for Jared because like I've when I worked with him over at his previous company, better salesman than I was, like crushed uh -uh. the Don't hell out of that. it. No, you were. You crushed the that. hell out of it there. I've seen Jared just walking outside his room, hitting fucking vapes, sweating, AirPods in, <laughs> two different phone calls, one in each AirPod. You in each just one. Be like, just be like, just going back and forth, man. I can't Walk. exacerbate myself like that anymore, though, the, because you know what the thing is? I always love, though, I always love when, when I'd be working. This is when I had my marketing company at the time, and you would just start walking in my room, pacing. and <laughs> For no on, reason. On a sales call, and I would just turn around and be like, what's up? And you're just like, yeah, so, like, if you just do this, and you run two times a week, and blah, 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 and I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And he would just walk out of my room. Big it, walker and talker. Yeah, it's just, I, I can't know. handle that anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you want to do all these things, when it's like, all right, then I'm going to be dealing with problems and it's like I dude I just like can't keep up with it all and you get caught in the whirlwind you know what I mean and then I got to sit on meetings every every Monday with this interim saying I'm not doing good enough well it's like think about the whole scenario we just laid out to you and I submitted three motherfucking deals this week so I think I'm doing okay considering yeah yeah all while swinging a golf club Jared yeah right yes How speaking about, about Speaking about that, what was the uh, best part of your weekend that gave you oh, the man. big old Sunday scares? Mila's Mulligans. Mila's Mulligans. What a gal Mila yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to come down from that. I mean, it started with Eli and I vacuuming and setting up the uh, the area <laughs> in Country Club of the Poconos, and I would rather do that for free five thousand times over than deal with I am at work. So, but Frank, tell us about it, man. You set it up. You and Stefan did an awesome job. It was a Fantastic. beautiful event. We had so much fun. Loved it. What is it like scheduling a golf event? How does the process go? Tell us about the cause. Want to hear about it. Yeah, thank you for that. We definitely really appreciate it. And um, I learned that I did a lot of the uh, hosting, so it was a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies. But the the real shout out should <laughs> nice. go, mm, should the best go part to of the, the yeah right. <laughs> the real shout out should go to the people that actually you know put in the work and help. So like you know Jared and Eli showed up super early and set a lot up. So you know a big old thanks to them. And then a lot of the a lot of the girls. Um, showed up early and actually worked it. So they were doing the raffles, they were doing the food, um, you know, they were doing the 50-50, doing all that. So um, 
So, yeah, I did put on my first uh, golf tournament this past weekend, uh, but I did learn that, you know, it, it it takes a village, man. It really does. And, you know, extremely grateful and thankful for the people that helped put on this event and 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 to the people that actually came and participated. So um, extremely thankful. Shout out to Ralph at the podcast room. Um, big old sponsor. Um, mm. uh, huge thanks to him. He was our card sponsor. Uh, which he, he did not have to do that, but you know, he, he still did it. And, um, I really do appreciate his support. And, uh, again, all the people that came and actually worked it, you know, it, that's, that's, that's the big old thanks. And that's the biggest thing I learned this past weekend that, uh, it definitely takes a village to, uh, put something on like this. So extremely thankful for the people in my life and for, you know, everyone that came and supported this past weekend, uh, look out next year, Mila's Mulligans, uh, the second annual tournament being put on next year, uh, definitely going to continue this for, uh, for the years to come. So that was my little spiel on that. Food was amazing. Yeah. The food food was the empanadas. Who made the empanadas, (laughs) dude? They were incredible. They were really good. Um, it it was, it was made by, I believe, Darian Cortez's Mm. family. So uh, shout out Darian, that was awesome. A lot of good prizes. Why I won an M4 thanks to yeah, Frank Taylor May, baby. Yeah, 2021, brand spanking new. I'll I be got honest. It. When I kept hearing M4, did not think golf club. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cool is you're here auctioning off weapons. That's pretty <laughs> we, sick. We actually did. Oh, it's a weapon. We Let actually did inquire, <laughs> but um, it was like a process to. Uh, like do that so how did you guys go about getting all the uh, like the prizes tell us about the prizes there was all kinds of cool stuff like what is that like how do you go around what are the deals who do you call yeah so it was essentially just you know a lot of our sponsors man one of our biggest sponsors donated a lot of money and um and and a lot of uh and a lot of gifts um so it was funny too because the biggest gift uh out there was this big old 70 inch tv and uh, my fiance Allie was uh, was the lucky winner, and then the very next prize we did raffle off was the Taylor Made M4 driver, which I I bought so many raffle tickets and I put all my tickets in there because I really wanted to win that. Um, so we won the TV, and then the very next prize was the Taylor Made driver, and my ticket was pulled. But I just thought it would be really awkward if I won those two prizes back to back. So I was like, nah, 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 pick another one, pick another one. And of course it was my guy, Jared, who again, really deserved it because him and Eli showed up super early and set up a lot. So I was really, really, really happy that that happened. Where'd you you guys get the hats made? Yeah, these hats are sick. I love. They actually this hat. are like really dope. Yeah. Where'd you get them so printed? shout out my guy Jimmy Mercado. He uh, got them made. I'm not sure where, but uh, he did get some sick hats and polos made. Um, Jared's wearing the hat now, as you guys can see. Uh, watch the YouTube because you'll be able to see Check the sick out. ass hat. Great hat. Um, but yeah, that was it. And um, and yeah, uh, we drank a lot of beers that weekend. And speaking of beers, we have a very mm. special beer mm. right now. How about it? I see the can, Jared. Yeah, of course. So we have Take the Over by the Wrong Crowd Brewing Company in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And this can is sick. It's pretty much a phone that has a bunch of Betty nods on it, and then it's just a whole bunch of shit around it. It's on a football field. Um, so which you know, obviously, logo. is the best sport ever. We got some but spreads, it's got the it's got everything on minus 110, minus yeah, the monies. This That's is cool incredible. for all you parlay peoples. It's got a, a same beer parlay, 
That's uh, which is all the ingredients. That's actually really yeah. cool. The, so it's Simcoe hops, Matuka hops, Amarillo hops, El Dorado hops, Turo malt, Munich malt. Pretty cool. Bro, it has dank hop aroma um, against your face, and it has money line your face winning this one. That's fire. I mean, this is a really good beer. West Coast um, IPA. Yeah, really. Uh, Big fan. 7.5 ABV. ABV. Really, uh, really like the taste. It's definitely different. It is 100% different of what we've been trying lately. Um, it's it's kind of clean. It's got a bready malt and danky taste to it. Uh, it's got some fruity hop uh, aroma, so you're getting that smell. It's almost kind of too malty for me personally. Um, I think drinkability is pretty, pretty there. Uh, especially for a seven point five percent beer, uh, this is gonna land in the six eight range for me. Definitely a six eight, very solid beer, um, very good beer. Definitely different than what we've been drinking, um, but yeah, six eight for me. Yeah, man, I I love West Coast IPAs. It kind of tastes like if you take a cup of uh, Kim Kardashian sweat in the Pacific Ocean and mix it oh. together. Oh. That's West Coast IPA to me. Um, that is so wild. That's a wild take. And she's single. Oh, poor, oh. poor Pete Davidson, man. We all have a shot now. Hit Get up the my short boy, guy, Nicky right? Q. Yeah. Kim K, I know you're listening to this. Hit my guy, Nick, up I got on jokes. Instagram. I'm a joke. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a king, all right? I'm going to give this a 7.4 just because I love the West Coast IPAs. I'm not a huge fan of hoppier type beers, but the, the way they mix this one together on, on a West Coast style is just so fucking good. So I'm going to give this a 7.4, and I highly recommend you take the over. Yeah. Um, this beer is great. Wrong Crowd is amazing, by the way. They have another beer that I will be sure to bring. Um, not going to tease the name, but going to tease the brewing company again. They'll be back on the show, so uh, don't worry. But the can definitely gets tons of points. I mean, I saw I was in the beer store two days, two, three days ago, saw this, had to scoop it. I was like, absolutely. Um, I like West Coast styles. I'm with Frank. It, I do got the malt flavor, um, and I think, Frank, ever since you said that, I'm tasting it more and more. Um, but drinkability definitely is still there. I feel like this beer would probably be a lot better if you put it into a, like a proper glass opposed to drinking it out yes, of the can. One hundred percent. Breathe a little bit. So, like it's like a, a couple points higher if you have it out of glass. Yeah, so for I, sure. I want to consider that for sure. Um, six six, great can, great flavor. Love this beer. Happy, happy we have it today. Beautiful, and that's it. Uh, take the over by Wrong Crowd Brewing Company in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Speaking uh, of overs, speaking of 14 that, fourteen and three in the preseason. Sheesh! Tell what? us about it, Sharon. I want to hear all your thoughts. How about, dude? First of all, the preseason last week in the NFL was incredible. Um, Seattle Steelers game was the most watched preseason football in seven years. So that really tells you us Yankee fans are doing anything to not watch <laughs> them be awful right now. Um, so. That was pretty great. There was tons of overs. Ravens, one of the unders. If you got it early, 33 and a half, that hit. Uh, got down to 32. So if, you know, you bought over late, you can consider that either way. There's, you know, so there's the mix and matches. But, dude, there was like 27, 23 football games, 24, 20. Like, there were some high-scoring games. Um, preseason football was really fun. 
What are you, what are the Giants fans in the room thinking right now with uh, okay. Tyrod Taylor play, getting some uh, number one reps this week? I'll give you uh, where my thoughts are at least. I just want to have a good competitive season. I do not think Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future or mm. Tyrod Taylor, um, but I do believe that this uh, coach Brian Dable and our GM. Uh, will send us in the right direction. So I think we're moving forward. I just don't think the time is right. Uh, so my kind of expectations is just a very solid competitive season. I'm not worried about how many games we win, but I'm I'm worried about how many games we're actually competing in and competitive in and have a chance to win. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, not seeing the best out of Daniel Jones. It also sucks that I think the Giants have the most expensive wide receiver room in the NFL. Uh, shout out Kenny Galladay, who <sighs> has been probably the Four. one of the biggest free agent busts in recent NFL memory or history. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at right now. I I agree with you. I I feel like. W- ever since we got the ball or Dable, however you say the his ball. name, give me the ball, the baby. Ball. Um. Ever since we got this uh, Bills B team in here, I feel like we're making a lot of very good and strategic moves, like building up our O line and picking up these uh, these weapons um, to use. Which conveniently is none of the guys that Aaron Judge and Gettleman like wanted to pick up. Joe or, Judge or, or Joe Judge. I mean, yeah, don't hurt Aaron um, like that. All right, he's struggling. <laughs> My bad. Um, all these guys that they wanted to, to pick up in the last year that they did, uh, like Rudolph and Galladay and whatnot, like they're not fitting into this this team. And I'm glad to kind of see them fizzle out and we're picking up a lot of other players who have a lot of potential and can do a lot. So we're building the basis to set us up for the future. So I'm hoping we get five or six games this season but like Frank said, we actually look good. And I feel like everyone's moving together a little more. But I, I don't know. We got to see when the games actually start. Okay, Jared. NFL Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year guesses. Ooh. Uh, predictions, whatever about you want to do. This is a fun, this is a fun discussion. Uh, real quick also, just to go back to preseasons, Ravens. Yeah, no, yeah, no we get video. it. We get it. We get it. And if I were you guys, I'd be excited about Tyrod because he's not going to fumble like Daniel. But anyway, um, <laughs> I want you know. I just thought this could be a fun, fun. He throws a dump off to Saquon. You know, it's all good. Keep, you know, protect the football. Let's play play a little defense. Your division sucks. Um, and apparently Antonio Gibson's filling up water bottles. But let's talk about <laughs> people that are actually good on offense and could win some awards this year. Um. How do you guys feel about the four favorites, Jonathan Taylor, Debo Sam? I love Debo, by the way. Um, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, uh, Jonathan, Debo, 10 to 1, Cooper 12 to run, Derrick 14 to 1. I just can't get there with the prices on those guys. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry's coming off leg injury, so who knows? And then, like, Taylor, yeah, he's going to be great. We already know this. And Debo's, you know, one one in generation player. But I like some longer shots on the board. Have you guys looked at this at all? Is it something that intrigues not, you? Not too much. I, I think if Derrick Henry does 80% of what he does last year but doesn't get injured, I think he deserves it because he was going to win that 
if he didn't get hurt last year. But then he year. has to win Easy. comeback player of the year too. You know what I mean? Okay. Is he going to win double both? Up. I don't think so. I just don't you don't you don't see writers do that much anymore. It's double up on awards. Mm, yeah, I guess so. You, you could okay. give Otani the MVP and Cy Young, but they they didn't. And I bet they won't this year. That's my argument. Yeah, I got a good one. Not um, wrong. So I'm definitely sticking with the trend of non-quarterbacks. Uh, I feel like the MVP award has become a quarterback award, but I feel like uh, the Offensive Player of the Year award has kind of been the offset of that. Last three years, it's been Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, so two wide receivers and a running back. Last quarterback to win was Patrick Mahomes in 2018. So I really, really love Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's around 16 to one right now. Uh, new head coach, Kevin O'Connell came from the, uh, Rams coaching tree of Sean McVay. So he was in that offense that saw Cooper cup, uh, do the work that Cooper cup did. And I believe, uh, Justin Jefferson might be, I mean, he, I, I know for a fact he's breaking, uh, records for early in your career right now. Um, I, I want to say he started what this is his third season, uh, two straight seasons of a thousand plus yards. Um, so I do like him. He's in the 16 to one range right now. Uh, a brand new, a brand new head coach, which is bringing that offense that saw Cooper cup become the offensive player of the year last year. Uh, so I really do like Justin Jefferson on everything and everything this year. I love all of his overs. I love him in fantasy. I love it. For Offensive Player of the Year, I think he is going to have an insane season, mainly because he put up those numbers in an offense that really wasn't tailored to him. So that's my thing. The, the, the things he said in uh, preseason, like, you know, about what they were doing with the new coaching staff to get cup open, he's like, oh, I'm getting it now. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a better season than we've we've seen. I mean, like last year was pretty good. That's the only thing that worries me. Kirk Cousins, like yeah, that's what's going to that's that's where you're. I mean, he's I like see the him picture on, perfect. Yeah, average I see Jefferson. NFL quarterback. I bet Jefferson twenty to one on DraftKings. He's still there. I feel like a lot of the handicap is from Kirk Cousins. If you have Jefferson on a team with a good quarterback, you are not getting twenty to one odds. Um, so I think that's like a lot of the handicap. Any thoughts on the defensive side? I know TJ Watt is the favorite seven to one, um, six season last year. I, I don't like to bet like long <coughs> season futures, anything under <coughs> you know, twelve to one. Um I see Joey Bosa twenty to one, you know, why why not? Um Chargers might be good this year if they win the division, if he's a huge part of, of that defense. Um could make a case for him. <coughs> I kind of like uh, Micah Parsons. He just won Defensive Player of the Rookie last year. A true NFL linebacker hasn't won since 2013. Khalil Mack and Khalil Mack won in 2016, but he was more of a hybrid linebacker defensive end role. So a true linebacker hasn't won since 2013. I kind of like Micah Parsons. Dude just flies all over the field. Um, I mean, he had an insane rookie year. So, uh, so yeah, and I think you'll find him around 20 to 1 right now, probably even higher at some books. But, uh, yeah, I definitely like him for defensive I, player. I think, um, this might be a little bit out there, but I, I definitely think um, a guy who has chances, Von Miller, being on Buffalo. 
Yeah. Ooh, don't you think he's too old? Yeah, I don't I don't think so, man. He's such a clutch guy and you're moving to a superb defense. And not to retouch on that, but like offensive player of the year and no quarterbacks I haven't got. I think Josh Allen has it too. Like there's such a explosive team all together uh that hasn't really been able to come <clears throat> up and finish the job. So I feel on both sides, offensive and defensive, they okay. might be able to have someone that's up there. So I, I'd probably be throwing some bets out on on both, I what's mean, the, what, what, what's his odds? Von Miller, uh, I'm seeing 3,500. I need, I, I like, I like that as like one. a long shot. I need, yeah, more, I wish though. it was higher. Though. I need like 50 to one for him because he's older. Like you, you made some good points. Like there is, a, they are a good defense. Mm-hmm. And if if Von Miller could get a little bit of resurgence in his career and be really impactful, and the Bills make a run to the Super Bowl, yeah, I can I also, see you making that argument. I also feel like you bring him to the. To the Bills more in like a leadership role, yeah, though. Absolutely. Not in like more That's of like an impact player role. Yeah. But, you know, I guess we'll see. That is a good long shot. Uh, definitely would want him at longer odds, though. Uh, Shop around. We'll find something. Yeah. Speaking of NFL, though, fantasy football, extremely mm. close. Uh, the Lunch Beers League, we're obviously doing it again. So everyone that was Sexual. in it last year uh, is going to have first dibs this year. I feel like we're pretty full again because the majority of people from uh, last year are doing it again. Yo, fuck that Will kid. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Boy, oh. Fuck that Will kid. Oh. You didn't even who, have to deal who, with it. You didn't well, even have to deal I with know, it. I know, but mad. still, I, I had to hear about it from you guys. Well, clearly there's a lot of... Uh, Bad blood here. Right. Some animosity. This man doesn't pay on time. And then we text in the group chat uh, to say, hey, like, we're coming back up. Uh, we're, we're redoing the league. Who's in? And this motherfucker, Will, is just like, I'm grown now, guys. Can I play again? No, no. We, we had the receipts. He won two games, too. Like, why do you yeah. Why do you want to lose? His team name is Burita Mimita. That's actually a solid name. Fuck that kid, man. It's not funny because it's his name. name. Do you guys have any good uh, fancy names for this year? Dude, it's a beer league. I am the Paul Tuckett Pats, reigning champion of the annual league. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with mine, Chicago Beers. Yeah, that's a great thing. Lack of beer puns are fantastic. Last year, my team name was Stick It Insider. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Too. Beer. That's a I good one. I changed. Oh, whoa. to what? Whoa. To unsolicited Dak picks. Okay, okay. That's also my team solid. Name. Yeah. Wish it was so. more beer related, but, but if you we'll don't take have it. Dak Prescott, what's the point of the You don't name? do dick picks though. But but it's unsolicited. Oh, that's Nikki Q's yeah. specialty. That yeah. is my come specialty, on. man. I just come out of the woodwork. Hey. Ralph's like, I don't want to get in trouble. All right. So uh, shoot, shoot me a text, Ralph. What are we? What are we looking at scheduling drafts? We, uh, Frank, you got you got some dates because I'm not doing commissioner this year. Yeah, well, I'm not. Eli is our commissioner, so he'll ultimately decide. But I think we should uh, we should do September 1st. It's a Thursday. We'll do it at night, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so we'll figure that out. We're obviously going to post it everywhere, and everyone in the league will definitely know. Uh, but other than that, I know Jared wanted to touch one more time about how the Yankees are dead, and then we'll wrap up the show. Oh my God, that's that's how we're going into this. <laughs> the Yankees are dead. I'm dead. Where are you going? He doesn't. Frank doesn't even want to talk about it. He's had enough. You want to? 
Here's, I'm just here to close out the episode. Here's yeah, okay. And Ralph's <laughs> cleaning up Boba tea off his computer because he tried to drink it. Was take the lid off, and there was got, liquid in the straw. He's wearing a long sleeve, which is and 85 degrees. Pretty much the epitome of what's going on in the Bronx right now. You got Stephen A. bitching. When when do you think the last time Stephen A. watched a baseball game was based off of his analysis of the Yankees? Oh, you guys stink worse than the Subways. Yeah, no shit. Okay. But let's talk about what they're doing wrong. One, the front the front office is garbage. We've been shit since the trade deadline. Yeah, happy to get Gallo out. Now he's hitting home runs in L.A., whatever. But we traded for a guy in a boot. We need pitching. We trade away pitching for a guy in a boot. We have too many outfielders. We have outfielders, outfielders, outfielders. And oh, what are we going to do? Let's get an outfielder in a boot. I don't understand that. And um, what they've won like two, one, one or two series since the All Star break. Um, they are absolutely sliding downhill. Pitching is starting. Pitching's been good, and the bullpens in shambles. Chapman's coming back a little bit. Judge is like one for his last four team. That's awesome. Um, again, they just went on a twenty-one inning shutout spree where they got shut out for twenty-one innings in a row, no runs. And I just don't, I just don't understand. Carpenter's hurt. Stanton is on the IL. Um, hoping to get all these guys back. We trade for Frankie Mon- Montas. Sucks. Who? Frankie Montas. Who? Montas from the A's. Why do we want anyone from the A's? Their owner has $8.6 billion and didn't want to pay his minor league players during COVID pandemic. Fuck them. Fuck the whole organization. Um, actually they did do something nice for my coach who had cancer and then they paid for that. So, but that was probably before that dickhead took over, who knows, but we're trading for players on the A's. I mean, their payroll is less than what Aaron judge should be making next year, but you know, we're not going to sign them because we got a bunch of morons and ownership in the front office. You don't think the Yanks keep Aaron judge. Right? I don't think yeah, I don't, they're not, go- they're you, not, they're, they're not going to, he's got a bad taste in his mouth now because he's got to go to arbitration on oh, his they, contract. That's been settled right. and every, every great professional. Look, I'm telling maybe it's because I've been watching the captain, man. Derek Jeter had to go through arbitration himself. Yeah. Like he, Dude, they, well, they fucked know, him like, plenty of times. And then you know what they it. did, which actually was dodging a bullet. But like, remember when Robinson Cano had the MVP season back in like 2010? They didn't want to pay him and they signed Ellsbury, Jacoby Ellsbury, a Red Sox, who also sucked. So it's like, hey, let's piss away our money on Ellsbury. Or let's piss it on Cano, who's actually been here, you know? And then maybe if you keep him around, he doesn't run in that situation because there's a much more, you know, like, everyone's all eyes on me in the Bronx versus when he goes to Seattle. It's just, it's, they just do dumb shit. And I, I'm, I'm up to here with it. Holmes is now on the IL. You have Luis Severino on a free agent. You were shelving him in the postseason. It almost seems like they are kind of like trying to save everybody for the playoffs and make a push. And then maybe we'll all be like, Hey, we're all stupid. But like, I just don't think that's the way you play baseball or sports in general, because momentum is real. And if people get frustrated, like you never know that it's you have that one guy in the locker room that can bring everybody down anger wise. And it is just it's not a good look. And and pretty much the epitome of it was uh, Monday or Tuesday. They're playing the Rays. Rizzo lefty on lefty can't see the ball out of out of the lefty's hand because it's behind him. He tries to get out of the way. He can't get out of the way. The, The umpire says no. You didn't make an attempt. You're not getting first base. So he just got smoked by like a 97-mile-per-hour two-seam in the leg. Sure, that felt awesome. Then tried to hit. Strikes out. We go to the next inning. 
Garrett Cole's pitching. He's doing great. One run he gave up over six innings, so he's actually pitching to his value. But then Hicks, who sucks, which I don't know why he's in the field. We traded for a guy in the boot to hopefully be Hicks when he comes back. But he misreads the fly ball, triple off the wall, should have been caught, and then single, run scores, Yankees don't score, they lose. Oh, and then, by the way, the next half inning, Aaron Hicks comes up with the bases loaded, hits in the double play. That is the epitome of what's happening right now. Complete bullshit. Um, Compare the Yankees to corporate America. Yeah, right now. pretty much. I was pretty about much. to say this sounds a lot like your job yeah, right now. We are. I'm having as equal amount of fun as they are. So let's just wing in a prayer. I've come off my futures. I'm getting on the Mets wagon just with Scherzer and Negrab. Um, in terms of World Series stuff, because I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty invested. I really was believing in this team. We just we just have to pray that like Carpenter comes back, Stanton comes back. And then Severino will pitch like he's been pitching all year, but I don't know why he's on the IL right now. What happened to the '98 Yankees? Yeah, Jeez, Jared, right. you're still going, bud. Yeah, dude, it's been a long. It's it's We've been rough. Been going. Yeah, dude, I know you're mad too. So, but you know, we'll just we'll just pray to God. Hopefully, when we come back next week, maybe we'll win two games in a row. <laughs> I don't know. With that being said thank you so very much for watching check us out on all our socials at lunch beers pod or www.lunchbeerspodcast.com and we will see you next week have a good one weekly blogs check them out blogs on the website twice a week twice a week